0: Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and the life of Walter Elias Disney and to the talents, the dedication, and the loyalty of the
1: entire Disney organization that made Walt Disney's dream come true.
0: Um, to the fourth mother box today october the 3rd 2021 on this beautiful sunday in florida and assuming that kyle's got some decent weather in chicago there uh, it's fall uh close to winter but getting out of the summer heat this is october is really the best month of the year i don't care what anybody says halloween um fall a good part of the country uh weather is just starting to get a little bit better um temperatures coming down you know if, if you're into fall clothes, you start working. And if you're basic and white, like I am, you know, pumpkin spice, everything. So uh, look out, everybody. Uh, it's October, um, but this year, October um, is a little bit different uh, because of an anniversary. And, and we're going to get into that, but I'd be remiss if I don't first say hello, everybody. My name is Tom Oakery, your co host of the Fourth Mother Box. And joining me, as always, is the incomparable, the Amazing, the talented, the um, and, and, and I'm trying to do a better job of not ripping on Kyle, so, so we'll see how far we get in today's show before I do that. But to my other co-host, Kyle Costantino, Kyle, how the fuck are you today?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you better butter me up before I come out there, and uh, all hell breaks loose on the fourth Jedi Talk podcast, so...
0: I think we're officially calling it the fourth Mother Talk. Just sounds the oh. best.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that certainly works
0: fourth jedi talk i like that like this is the fourth time we're talking about Jedi's. um fourth mother talk uh it's coming october 15th uh, less than two weeks away kyle will be out here in visiting florida not for the first time kyle's been to florida multiple times as you've heard and remissed and heard about our disney trips and kyle's trips as a youth uh mine as well but kyle will be out here um we're gonna go to disney world we're obviously doing uh fourth mother talk uh in our collaboration with the jedi talk podcast that i am also on and we're going to hit up universal this there's, there's going to be a lot going on and uh you know hopefully on one of those days uh, uh kyle and i go uh alligator hunting too and, and look for some of the wild gators in florida lots and, of uh,
1: going. not to mention that tom will be in will be in universal so tom will be motorboating hagrid uh, every chance that he gets
0: oh i can't wait i, I can't wait to motorboat hagrid I bought my uh, Express Pass the other day, so we don't have to worry about lines for everything else. Oh, man, look out, Velocicoaster will be rope drop in that bad boy. Uh, it's going to yeah. be intense. Are you ready for ex- the Velocicoaster, man?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm most excited for uh, the Hagrid's motorbike ride Yeah. Uh, because I love Harry Potter. But, you know, I would love to see the updates to Jurassic World because I know they updated that. And oh, although obviously... I,
0: I, I don't mean to I don't, I, I don't mean to rain on your parade, but that update was only done in California. What? Yeah. Seriously, yeah, that was only done at Universal Hollywood, and there's oh, there there hasn't bullshit. been any announcement for Orlando, so.
1: That's bullshit. Well, I mean. Regardless of that, I I still feel like it's a great ride, whether it's updated or not. But I'm uh looking forward to the Velocicoaster. Is it, is there anything else that I missed?
0: Oh, let's see like out? new new stuff that you haven't done yet. At uh, Universal, no. Last time you were there was with was on your trip in 2018, correct?
1: Yeah. Uh I thought okay. that was 2017. That was your oh. that was oh, wait a minute. No. Um yeah, you know what? When I went there in 2018, I we just did... What did we do? We did Magic Kingdom. We did... Um, did we do Hollywood Studios?
0: I feel like we did. I oh, feel like you went to Hollywood yeah. uh, I,
1: Horror Nights. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did all the, the Disney parks. And then, then we did Halloween Horror Nights only. But it was like... Okay. We were five days and we just did a park every day. So that was... I don't recommend that people take a take a day off in between those. Um or if you're like Tom, then just don't listen to anything that I say. So but
0: This is true. Disney has kicked my ass the past couple of days. Um, rightfully so though, because happy fiftieth birthday, Walt Disney World. Um, this past Friday, October first, back on 10-1, 1971, Roy O Disney dedicated Walt Disney World to the world. Opening up Walt's vision, uh, one of Walt's visions before he died. Obviously, Epcot is probably uh, be remiss to say Epcot is the last vision that Walt had before he died. And we all know that we didn't he didn't get to see uh, or at least his vision did not come to full fruition. But um, that's neither here nor there. And sometimes I feel bad about that. Sometimes I get like, damn, you know, Walt's looking up from heaven or he's haunting somebody. And like he, he never fucking finished Epcot. But that's okay. Maybe, maybe one day, you know, Walt, Walt was ahead of his time, Um, but uh, he, you know, the Florida project, right? Um, Not only a good movie, um, but the name of the secret undercover project to move to make a all inclusive resort. Uh, And I don't know if Walt and or, or we'll never know if Walt ever saw it this way and saw Walt Disney World to be the beast that it is today uh you know the four part four parks two water parks a whole downtown area among you know golf courses resorts up the wazoo um is that what walt would have ultimately wanted um yes and no i think he would have wanted would have wanted people to come and enjoy his kingdom um and make a spot for it on the east coast since all they had was disneyland in the west but i am rambling sir um I want to talk i want to start today's show off because you and i are both big disney buffs so are talking about disney world's 50th so you know you're you're coming out of here and we're going to go to magic kingdom and hollywood studios right i was just in magic kingdom and hollywood studios back to back on the 30th and the first you know we courtney and i wanted to be at disney world on the first so we booked a resort at old key west that's where we recorded jedi talk from um and we saw a lot of the 50th stuff um obviously magic kingdom um have you seen the pictures? Have you seen
1: any of the madness from Magic Kingdom on the first? You know, honestly, I I kind of been avoiding it. Just, oh. I mean, I saw a little bit from like I think it was Brad's Instagram and, and maybe Evan's Instagram, but I've been kind of avoiding it just because I I want to just take it in when I get there.
0: Good call, good call. I won't be too spoilery, um, because I wasn't in Magic Kingdom on the first. Uh, yeah, Brad was, just like you said, um, in a lot of other blogs where a lot of other people were, but. It is immersed in the 50th. You know, there's treats, there's merch, there's decor, you know, all over the place. Um, And obviously, you know, this is this is an 18 month celebration at Walt Disney World, 18 month celebration of the 50th. Now, I never saw the 25th, at least I don't remember. I don't remember the 25th. If I was there during it, I don't remember it. So let's just say I wasn't there during the 25th celebration. But a lot of people like to compare. And I just think that's a little unfair to compare. Uh, because when you're comparing the 25th celebration, you know, it, it, unless you're doing it bias, you know, unbiasedly, uh, then then have at it. But there's there's a lot of nostalgia there, right? You know, Disney World is not the same, uh, Disneyland's not the same that it used to be when we were children versus when we we're adults. Um, so I'm very excited about the 50th celebration because it's the first big celebration outside of being at Disneyland 60, 60th, the 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 Diamond Celebration, first time I ever went it was um this is what you know i get to experience and they're making a big deal out of it you know when when we were there there were at uh, magic kingdom the day before the first there was media all over the park like there were spots where people like the local news stations and probably some of the high higher up news stations there, just like giving interviews you know we saw a goofy dressed up in his 50th um gear and and outfit there's just a lot going on man um so I'm excited for you to for you to come out to that and um, obviously excited for you to do Hollywood Studios again and I I don't think you've you you haven't seen Doc doors yet, right? Like where where they sell the legacy lightsabers? I have not. How the hell did we miss that?
1: Um I don't think it was open. Like when we were there for some reason.
0: But Doc's not open? Yeah. Doc yeah. might yeah.
1: It wasn't open, so we didn't. Uh, we unfortunately didn't get to go. So, I, you know, that's another thing that I'll you know absolutely love to see when I when I get there. Um, uh, yeah! I, I, just, we didn't, I didn't do the Millennium Falcon ride either. So, I mean, that's you know two things that you know I'm really looking forward to seeing.
0: That's right. Smuggler's Run was having a bad, uh, a rare bad day that day, um, where it just wasn't open. That that was weird
1: they were uh that and rise of the resistance was broken down at the same time and i was like oh man that is such a bummer i was so happy that we got on rise of the resistance though because it was pretty much you know the one ride that needed to work right when we were there so glad we were able
0: absolutely boarding group six i'll never forget the first time i ever got it um on a on a random tuesday so good stuff so yeah that's right because i um, you didn't make it to our first park day and you had told the listeners why uh, on a couple shows ago um, from your experience on the Carousel of Progress, um, which have you listened to the latest Jedi Talk episode yet?
1: Um, you know what? I have not. I have not. But I okay. I'm, uh, I'll probably do that today.
0: OK, um, but as as the listeners will remember you telling your Carousel of Progress story, I I had to tell it from my point of view on Jedi Talk is one of my favorite memories at Disney World. So just a little a little a little preview for the listeners out there
1: yeah my legacy will live on for for a long time i guess i mean i have to i I have to find a way to top that i mean i don't know what else i could do maybe i could like run naked with uh rubbing jello all over my body or something i don't don't know know. what what kind
0: of mental capacity do you have to be in that you just jump to rubbing jello all over your body naked and, and, and running through a theme park I mean, if you have a psychotic break, anything's possible. This is true. I mean, it is 2021, and there's some shit that's been happening out there. But,
1: Or, if, you know, if you you take enough hallucinogens or, you know, you yeah. alter your consciousness, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you think you're in Disney World, and maybe you think you're, I don't know, like um, somewhere, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't know where, maybe you actually think that you are on uh, Tatooine or something like that
0: like that'd be that'd be so crazy like you take enough like hallucinogens on batu like you you talk yourself into like holy shit i'm on a different planet like i'm not on earth anymore i am on batu like you could you know?
1: almost believe it there though which is which is like a true testament to how amazing that that area is i mean like if you literally just took somebody and blindfold them and just plopped them in there like y- you might just think you know where am i well, if they never saw Star Wars for that matter, so it's like you just like knocked somebody out and just like dropped him in there, and then they woke up and they you imagine this like you just woke up and you were like looking around like where the fuck am I? Like what's going on? It's it's very believable. They did a great job.
0: That would be insane because of how such a good job. And I realized this uh, on the first when Courtney and I were there that the sounds of Galaxy's Edge like it's, it sounds like. X-wings are flying over you. It sounds like there are ships flying over your head that you just can't see. Like it, it feels real. Um, shit, for for God's sake, go look at Bra- uh, one of Brad's old videos um, on the opening day of Galaxy's Edge. They they actually flew X-wings out of Galaxy's Edge. I mean, they were drones, but it looked real. It's 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 insane. Like the, the things that they do to immerse you into Batu. And and I'm I'm telling you, if you're a, li- a first time listener to the Fourth Mother Box, or You've listened to us for a while, but you're just not into Star Wars as I am, or even as Kyle is, because um, Kyle's more than a casual fan, but not as much of a fanboy as I am. Just even if you're the slightest bit of Star Wars fan, like you watch the trilogy when you grew up and you know who Luke is, you know who Leia is, you know who Han is. And even though Batuu Galaxy's Edge is set in the sequel timeline, if this is something that is a must do if you can make it happen it is a hundred percent a must do for you it's a life experience that i would recommend to anybody who just a little bit loves star wars like my uh nephews and brother and sister-in-law are going to go to galaxy's edge for the first time um, at disneyland next week they're there uh, i believe it is and um I, I, i just can't wait to hear their thoughts on it you know i've brought reed my nephew back a red kyber crystal from galaxy's edge before and he's just getting stoked about it i i, I gave him the uh, one of my uh, the reforged skywalker saber um when i thought i was going to get the shop disney order so so he's he's ready to go and i'm telling you i'm just telling you you've got to experience it um, one of the things that i got to do on my uh, 10-1 trip for the 50th birthday of walt disney world and i did this on purpose was i haven't i didn't experience savvy's workshop yet um, and at Savis, you do hand-built, uh, lightsabers. You, like, you literally build your own lightsaber. It's, it, it's insane. And Kyle, do you care if I, I get a little spoilery about this experience?
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, I mean go ahead. I'm okay. interested to hear it. So, so
0: um, I didn't, in, like, I had known about Savis for a while. You know, Brad has built his own, Evan built his own, and everyone else who's been to experience has built their own lightsaber at Sabi's. And and at first when I started collecting and I was general grievous like about collecting my lightsabers, you know, I wanted the legacy ones, right? I'm I'm turning around looking at from top to bottom. I've got the Darksaber, the Reforged Skywalker Saber, Luke's, Leia's, Ahsoka Tano's, Clone Wars, Ray's Yellow, um, Ben Solo's, Darth Maul's, Kylo Ren, Count Dooku, and finally Darth Vader. Um, Those are those legacy lightsabers that I currently own. And I just added uh, on the left side of my wall here that, uh, Kyle, that you'll get to see and potentially the room that you stay in, um, in a couple of weeks, uh, you, you'll get to see the collection. I just added my lightsaber. Like that is nobody else's, but mine because Savvy's allows you to do that. So I had known Savvy's existed for the longest time. I just didn't know what to expect. You know, I had built a droid Courtney and I built, built TC518, which is a BB eight or, a, a, I'm sorry, a BB unit. Um, And uh, he rolls around, and Winston gets really pissed off at him, but that's neither here nor there.
1: (laughs) Um, You know what? It would be funny to, like, build, like, a really fat droid. Can you do that there? Like, um, just an extremely obese droid. You could call it, like, the Disney patron droid or
0: something. (laughs) This is is BB Obese 22. I don't know, something like that.
1: Or the the Tusker House uh, 908 or something.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't build something bigger than like your typical BB-8 unit, or uh, like like no. like like a tiny R2. But that would be hilarious if you could build like a uh, like this is this is the Rosie O'Donnell model.
1: <laughs> oh boy, Man.
0: that's all right. Everybody hates Rosie O'Donnell. I don't care anymore. But the one thing Rosie O'Donnell probably hasn't done was build her own lightsaber. So, She's I've probably- always known Sabes existed, and we we did the droid build. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and I, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I, I didn't know what to expect there. I had minimum expectations, but it was fun. It was really fun. It, it felt Star Wars. It was cool. The cast members were awesome. So we have Savi's, and I'm like, I'm going to build my own lightsaber. Now, first off, I should say, Jedi talked for the longest time, and you've heard me say it on this podcast, is we thought our, we were making the—really, Brad. Brad had this idea, um, and it, it was a smart one. I, I was lockstep with him. That thinking that Cal Kestis is legacy lightsaber, because he's the announced the next new one we're supposed to get from Galaxy's Edge, was going to drop on October 5st, uh, 1st in celebration of Disney World's 50th birthday. Um, but it seems like most of the celebrations stayed in Magic Kingdom, a little bit of Epcot, because they have the new firework shows. And there was a little bit of merch on 10 and you heard some different recordings at Hollywood Studios, but most all the good stuff went down at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Not, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, cause we went, uh, as soon as rope drop, we were let in 30 minutes early because we were a resort guest. We walked right to Doc on doors to check and, and they didn't have Kells and that's fine. Um, but then this is the first time I'm, I'm saying this on air. So this is what a cast member told me when Courtney was actually the one who said not, you know, I went looking and they asked, would you like to see any lightsabers? And, um, I said, no, cause I, I had everything that they had on display. I was probably the second or third person in Docs that morning. And I said, no, I think I'm just going to grab some kyber crystals and, and head on out. Um, and then Courtney asked, I was, she's like, well, not unless you have Cal Kessis's lightsaber back there. She said, no, and the cast member said, no, unfortunately, we do not. Um, and she's like, it's going to be a while till we get that. And she, she emphasized the while. And I don't know what a while means. A while can mean four weeks. A while can mean two weeks. But some of, the new, some of the news that she broke that it was the first time I've heard, ever heard anything was she's like, I believe it's Cal's lightsaber is going to replace Ben Solo's. So Ben Solo's light, lightsaber has been out for a while. Um, it's been there. It's been seemingly always in stock and never out of stock, uh, at least from what I've realized. So we've been a little surprised that this lightsaber hasn't been out of stock. We can't tell if they've made so much of it or just people don't understand the the. Hype behind it that you don't see Ben Solo's lightsaber all that much in The Last Jedi, um, and that could be why it's not that popular uh, because everybody knows Kylo Ren over Ben Solo. But for Star Wars fans, it's Ben Solo's lightsaber is a really cool fucking thing. But anyway, she said that it would replace it. So we made our way. We we did everything else. We did Slinky Dog Dash. We did Tower of Terror. We did Aerosmith and Star Tours and all all the good stuff. Basically, did everything but Rise of the Resistance because we we did Mickey Minis too. Um, Rise of the Resistance going to Standby is quite possibly the best thing to happen to Hollywood Studios in recent memory. Because that opened up every other ride for us. Like Aerosmith was a walk-on. Tower of Terror was essentially a walk-on. Mickey and Minnie's was pretty much a walk-on. And that normally backs up. Um, Star Tours was five minutes and literally didn't have to wait a single time. So it was great. And Courtney and I didn't want to rush to get to Rise um, because we've done it to 10 times but kyle and i kyle you and i will have a plan to get rise you know first and foremost since it's only be the second time you you hit it up we're definitely going to hit that up like immediately um but i digress yeah 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 yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get that and we're gonna get that out of the way no concerns there so and i can't wait because um i love that ride god i love it so much um so uh 1205 came and we went over to savvy's to check in so you go, you you, you have four um, you, you have four specific you know themes of of uh, like lightsaber parts that you can try so or, or that, that you can purchase to to build. And uh, as you check in, they give you like a scan code that gives you a PDF of um, all like the, the, the parts that you can buy. Um, and now, Kyle, this was something I researched a little bit beforehand, and I want to know if you knew this. But there are parts at Sabi's workshop that are 100% identical by name and look to the parts in Fallen and Jedi Fallen Order. So you could build a real-life lightsaber out of parts that you could build yourself in Fallen Order. How fucking cool is that?
1: Are Are you referring to like Cal Kestis specifically?
0: Well, no. So do you know you know in Fallen Order when you when you like. You randomly run into workbenches throughout the game that lets oh, you yeah. lets you lets you customize your your lightsaber. And there right. are piece there are pieces like in chests. and just basically as you do things throughout the game that you pick up, like different you you know different lightsaber hilts, different switches, different emitters, different sleeves, stuff like that. you know b d one helps you find that shit out a lot. so
1: does, do you even see Calcas? I mean, does Calcasts have like a like his, I mean, he has his own, but you customize it throughout the game. So is there like a a stock one that's like original? You know what I mean? Like yes. To his.
0: Yes, I'll send you the picture later. Um, but it's 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 basically his lightsaber. The one that they're going to sell on Galaxy's Edge is the one you get at in the beginning. It's it's the one that he was given by uh, Jaro to his former master that died during Order sixty six. Because Cal's Cal's Padawan lightsaber during Order Sixty Six, he 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 loses it. It gets destroyed and he, and he and he loses it. However I was
1: gonna say I was gonna say earlier, if you get boarding group sixty six on uh rise of the resistance, I feel like you should get like a free Ronto ramp or something. <laughs>
0: that would be spectacular. Oh uh, when I was doing it for the last time, like like when I was doing um uh, the boarding group for the last time before they went to standby, I so badly wanted sixty nine <laughs> like I want a boarding group sixty nine so bad <laughs> I'm so immature but but anyway, um and I, I'm trying to look for what they sent me, but I can't find it right now um but so but no, uh uh get back to your question um, they so cal's lightsaber is uh jared like broken lightsaber Geralded Tapal has a has a like double-sided blade but it gets you know impacted it gets it gets destroyed part of it gets broken off during order 66 and cal basically ends up in that escape pod with the broken lightsaber that still works but it looks shattered and torn at the end that's the lightsaber we're going to get when they drop it on galaxy's edge now part of the game is that you get to customize it and create it your own Um, especially when you add series part of the lightsaber um, at, at the tail end of the game. So there are four distinct parts that you can pick at Savi's. You know, peace and justice, power and control, elemental nature, or protection and defense. So it's in, in there. The, you're given this in a PDF form before you walk in, and it basically says, you know, pick the, you know, the theme, and you're going to get a pin um, alongside like this card, which will work as like your ticket to get into Savi's. So peace and justice were more like republic they're 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 more like old jedi temple of of the past parts um very ancient it looks um power control more of the dark side look to it um you know it's specifically old dark side and sith relics elemental nature um is exactly what it sounds like like it, it would they look very, like, if you were to forge a lightsaber from Kashyyyk, this is kind of what it would look like. Like, one of them comes with, like, a, a like like in a, a, an emitter. I, th- I think it's a cap. I, I don't know what it is. It looks like a fucking saber-toothed tiger claw. I, I'll I'll show you when you come out here. Um, and then, finally, protection and a defense, another classic look. Um, and I'm not spoiling it for those who want to do it. Like, you can go on My Disney Experiences app and look into, like, the actual breakdowns of what it, of each of them are and the themes are. But... I didn't want to necessarily look into that before the experience because I just wanted to let the force guide me. But um, power control was calling my name. So when when I went up to the register and say, yes, I'd like the power control package or or whatever, they give you a specific pin that goes along with it. It says, wear the pin. Here's your ticket in. You know, now go check in in front of the gate and go stand in this section and you'll get called in. So at first I was like, that's so weird. Like I thought it'd be more like building a droid where they it's constant because you're, you're constantly in there building a droid. I had no idea what I was about to step into. So I'm just kind of wondering why they were. I thought maybe it might've been a COVID thing as why we were waiting in a group before we went into Savi's, but it made sense once I finally got in there. So we wait a little bit, you know, everyone's sitting there with their pins and their cards. And finally they, they come out, they go over to the rules with you and, um, you, you go on in and they, they, they made sure to say, you know, you can take pictures, you can take video, but don't have your flash on. It's dark in there and it can be dark. So just be, you know, careful. So I'm like, all right, that's that's interesting. But, but it all makes sense after everything was done. So you get in and there's this big old round table with um, a gentleman, a cast member in in the middle. Um, and then you get your you're placed at a specific section and you're told to put your card in front. So you put the card that you're given in front and then the show starts and I didn't know it was going to be like a show. Um, so we have this, you know, this, this cast member, but his name was Kembe, and, and he said, like, we're, we're, we're called the gatherers, him and three other people who are in the room. like so they call out, we call ourselves the gatherers. And, um, i might be butchering what he basically said and what the show was because i was just immersed in the moment and i i loved every minute of this experience like from top to bottom like i'm going to do Sabis again in the near future um, because i loved this so much and it's not cheap <laughs> it's not cheap but the experience is so worth it um after it was all said and done uh with the experience and the lightsaber that you're given with all the parts and I'll, I'll, I'll get into all the parts, too, and, and why it makes sense. It's 200 after tax, $234. Ooh,
1: man. Those are those but, Disney premium prices. But I yeah. bet it was worth
0: it. Oh, 100%, 100% worth it. Um, it was a little bit more than I anticipated up front because I pay anywhere from 120 to $150 for a, for a legacy lightsaber. Like, I paid 140 for Rays, and I think I paid, like, 130 for Vader's. And so it's kind of what I was expecting, but... Almost a hundred dollars more. this was so worth it. Um, so you get in and the show starts like you, then each cast member you know sees your pin and without you know ado they they give you the parts that you are to build your lightsaber with, and they set it in front of you, and it was just so cool because you you basically have you have options like from the emitter to the sleeve to the switch and to the end caps. You had two options for each of them, and you can mix and match anything together. Like they didn't have to be, you know, you didn't have to go in order. You know, it's it, it's, and that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted to see the parts that I selected and just let I I told Brad let the force guide me, right? <laughs> guide me into what what I wanted to create. So of course I was going to pick power and control, like leaning towards the dark side of the things. So getting to this point with Savis, I you know we stop and then you 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 turn up and you're just listening to. Uh, the the show and you're listening to Kembe and I have to I don't think Kembe would ever listen into our podcast. Who knows he might this, this particular cast member might but he was one, one of the greatest experiences you know I've ever had at Disney World just because how into it his acting how into the story he was like I believed that this cast member that this gentleman you know Kembe was a legit gatherer of old you know, Jedi relics, because which is basically what he said. Him and his group were—they were old Jedi relics of that they collected and would hide from the First Order in, in crates. And we were selected, or we were brought in to create our own lightsaber. So they start to, talking, and the story goes: you're just immersed, you're just caught in. And then, and then it gets to the point of you know, now we must—you know—the first important part of your—and I could be butchering the the. Uh, order this goes in, but I I don't care. I've only done it once. So it's like now we get to the part of, you know, choosing your kyber crystal because each each lightsaber is powered by a kyber crystal. So they bring out these awesome like containers that reminded me of Kyle. Do you remember in Jurassic Park uh, when the the DNA and the Barbasol uh, shaving cream can? Yes. Yeah, so the 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 way they had the kyber crystals just reminded me of a bigger version of that. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So each gatherer, each gatherer brought brought a this large, you know, uh, you know, kyber crystals out, and before they brought it to each of us to choose our kyber crystal, because it's like you have to choose your color. I'm like, holy shit, this is so fucking cool. Um, he Kembe explained what each kyber crystal meant, and in disney fashion kyle i'm telling you one day i really want you to do this um and i'll i'll do it with you um like each in in disney fashion like they they each kyber crystal like they started with blue and then the the lights above Kembe turned to blue like he was lock and step with and i know that look this is a rehearsal right this is this is a show that they're putting on but like, when he mentioned Luke Skywalker, the Force theme started playing. And, like, he had the blue kyber crystal up, and the lights were blue above him. And then he took the green kyber crystal up, and the lights turned green. It's just, like, the theming was incredible. And who he'd talk about, like, he mentioned, like, Luke Skywalker and Anakin wielding a blue blade. And then when they got to green, he talked about Ahsoka Tano and Luke's, Luke II, you know, wielding a green blade. You know, when they got to the purple lightsaber, he only mentioned Mace Window. Um, when they got, they did, they should have. Um, Courtney swears they went over yellow, but I, I don't remember it. But uh, they did not mention Ray, um, specifically because they're in a time period where Ray's lightsaber doesn't exist yet, although it's available to buy at Doc Condor's, and that's neither here nor there. Uh, but alas, I move it along. Um, and then the red, you know, they get the red Kyber Crystal talking about power wielded by Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, and uh, Darth Vader so now comes the the very anxious part of picking your kyber crystal so you've got these options and they just go from person to person and you choose your kyber crystal and it's it's legit so did you choose pink no pink was not available unfortunately otherwise it would have went right to it man
1: wow
0: maybe one day maybe one day. did you
1: write an angry letter after that
0: I did. I'm, I'm in the midst of, uh, I'm on page 79 of a, of a oh, hundred
1: cool. oh, page letter. Yeah. That's good. Very good. Okay. Continue. I was that's just curious.
0: curious. No, no, it's, it's, that's fair. I'm glad you asked because I would have forgot to mention it. So it's brought to everybody and people are picking red or being green. And um, I, me to myself, I'm, I'm talking to myself this whole time. And like, of course I wanted to pick red, you know, red has always been my saber color of choice. I changed it and fall in order to as close as red as possible. Before they drop the inquisitor downloadable content where you can dress up as Cal as an inquisitor and play with a red lightsaber. Um, you know, just just because I like the dark side stuff. And I think red is cool. I've I'm obviously we we make fun of it a lot. But I am a redhead. I'm a ginger. So red just kind of it's my thing, right? It's, it's it's your thing. So red would have been in court even told me after I picked my blue kyber crystal she said i'm shocked you didn't go with red and i took blue um really specifically because doc Ondor's, who sells kyber crystals uh, to to purchase um i didn't have a blue kyber crystal and they were out of them so i decided to select blue because i had all the rest of them i have green i have purple i have blue now i have red i have a lot of red because i'm trying to get a black kyber crystal um and i have yellow and i think that's it but i have them all basically so you, you pick your kyber crystal, then you put it in the specific like little cubby for the, the kyber crystal and it sits out. So then it's the actual part of assembling the lightsaber and the, the other gatherers are there to assist you. So they, um, they tell you which part to start with. So you basically start by picking you know, or they, they, they give you like your internal piece of the lightsaber first. And then you have to put your kyber crystal inside of it. So this, Kyle, is the coolest thing. And I can't wait to show you in person because I'm nerding out about it. And I, every now and again, I'll just take my saber apart and look at the kyber crystal. But, like, you have to insert your kyber crystal into the lightsaber. And that's how the they that, that's essentially how the color of the blade comes out. Seriously? So, yes, yes. That's essentially uh. how the color of the blade comes out. And it's fucking crazy. Um, that's, I, that's yeah. like crazy technology it's
1: it so yeah. simple. I mean even still like what an amazing amazing time and I was going to say this earlier but just reflecting on the 50th anniversary i mean they've done so much in maybe the past you know 5 years at disney world can you imagine what the 100th anniversary if we live to see that which you know we might um we you, you, can you imagine what that might look like? Or the 75th? We'll definitely probably be alive before then.
0: Yeah, you know. that's definitely. And I was thinking about that. And it's like right now, I think we have to, especially when you're out here, we have to take it all in and live in the moment because this is the biggest celebration that we're going to see in our lifetime. As of right now, right? As
1: mid 30s yeah.
0: in our prime being able to do everything that we want to do because to your point, right? If we're around for the 100th and God willing, I, I hope we both are because we'll both be at Walt Disney world for the hundredth. Um, even we'll if we're be at, be in scooters. Yes. Yes. And that's fine because we, we would have earned it because we're in our eighties, but that's okay. I'll we'll be, be,
1: uh, and I'll get high again. <laughs> <laughs> get high at 85 and drive those fucking scooters into the lake at Epcot. <laughs> Just imagine that headline. Oh, cool. Two idiots, two old old idiots drive get really blitzed and drive their scooters into the Epcot Lake.
0: Yep, you know, and 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 well, it'll just be right after we've gotten our um, four hundred four thousand nine hundred seventy fifth shot uh, booster shot of COVID nineteen vaccination.
1: Yeah, and because it's like COVID, like you know, on you know, super COVID by then. Or super duper exponentialist COVID.
0: COVID will be so overdeveloped and and mutated by then, it'll it'll own property in like New York City somewhere. It'll be that yep. like yeah.
1: Probably, for sure.
0: It'll be paying taxes and everything. But anyway, um, so, so you you get like the the basically the, like the heart of your lightsaber, and it's just like this, bicarbonate rod with a you know, section in the middle that you place your kyber crystal. So I, I have my blue kyber and the gatherer says, you know, we have to place our kyber crystals in first. So, and she showed us how to do it. So I did it. I put it in and the, the moment you line it up just right, that area like lights up very faintly, but it lights up your kyber crystal that lets you know that it's in there properly. So right away, you're just like, oh my God, that's so cool. So then you put it down and then now you have to pick like an emitter you have to pick a switch you have to pick a sleeve and it, there's sections in your like chart or not chart there's sections in your tray in front of you of things that you're you're going to pick so you pick and i picked mine and i put it together and i felt really good and i will share it on our in inst- our social media after this episode with everybody so they could see what i what i created it's very sleek it gives it gives it an old school look I like that the saber that I put together was. It gives me a dark side feel, but it also tells you that there might be a little bit of conflict. That's why I liked picking the blue crystal too. Um, I don't know. It just felt most like me. So, and that's what I loved about this is you could you you truly like not only are you immersed in Galaxy's Edge, but when you go into Sabi's, you are extending and creating your own Star Wars story. It's like I I, I didn't want it to end. I didn't want
1: can it. Can I end. ask? Can yeah. I ask? Are there some colors that some uh, well with the kyber crystals, are there some colors that have not been like a kyber crystal?
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, like to your point, like you made mention of it earlier, but pink is not technically like a, a color. The closest thing that's going to come to that is is like a fuchsia or like a purple or even red. Um, you know, you've got Certain, like your
1: or like a brown, maybe?
0: Yeah, no, There's
1: no, no brown, no shins.
0: Yeah, Brown would look fucking weird on
1: lightsaber. (laughs) The turd saber.
0: (laughs) The turd saber.
1: (laughs) Look out, everybody. It's the turd saber. You press the button, and it just, like, shit comes out of it.
0: Every time you wield it, it's like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, this this episode is now called the the shit saber story. (laughs) Shit saber story.
0: What did you think of Brown? Such a such a depressing color, <laughs> it's like muddy, muddy brown lightsaber. <laughs> no
1: brown, no pink. I nope. mean, uh, there's nope. uh there's there's wait, there's a white though. I mean, uh, Ahsoka Tano, right? She is white. Right. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, her. In, in general, like not yeah. just like sabies. Yeah, in
0: in general, there's really outside of like those core, really bright and solid colors, like prime colors you 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 don't get really anything outside of that and and i don't just off the top of my head i can't think of anything else like they can make variations of the colors like that you can make like a teal or uh, off of a green or
1: can you do that at Sapis or is it just like a straight color
0: no it's 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 just a straight color that it's 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 the kyber crystal you pick so
1: it would be cool to kind of, like, you know, make your own shade of blue. I feel like and maybe that's just not Star Wars canon. So, I know maybe there's, like, some, uh, you know, protections around the colors of the Kyber crystals. But even still, it would be kind of cool to, like, make your own version of a blue or, like, a dark green or something like that. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. I could see that. But to your point, like, I, I think this is, you know, looking towards how canon... This is compared to like other Star Wars things and other Star Wars projects. Um, hold on. I have to let Winston out of the room. He's stuck. He's stuck. I'm in my office uh, and Winston was in here with me. And and so so I'm not bothering Courtney while she's in the other room. I, I just closed the door a little bit and Winston fell asleep and he got up and he finally decided he wanted to get out. So he's at the door and he, he just couldn't figure out how to open the door. <laughs>
1: Oh, I thought he got like stuck stuck in the door or something.
0: Oh no, he Just, could. He's he, he is he is chunky, but we've been taking him on more walks lately. So
1: he's some fat guy leaving the Tusker House or something like that. There you it's go. Like, ah, damn it! Ah, damn it!
0: Winston, Winston would one hundred percent need a scooter. He would need a, a, an EVC. So, so you, so you get the Savvy's. You you put everything together. Um, so then you you're you're at the point where you have to activate it. You know, and, um, you know, during this time, like the gatherers, the cast members, whatever you want to call them in Kembe are just beyond into the story and they're just moving you along and they're so they just don't mess it up lock and step. And I just want to say one thing and huge shout out to this cast member. I don't I didn't I didn't catch her name, but there was a very just, you know, I don't have kids, so I I don't know what it's like. And I, I felt bad for the parent, too. Um, There was a a dad with a son to the right of me and the son was just, he's antsy, right? He's, I don't know, five years old, six, maybe just antsy, you know, you know, attention span of a, of what you would assume a five-year-old would have. Um, Now I've, I've seen some five-year-olds with terrific attention spans and very well-behaved and not saying he was not well-behaved. He was just like, they ask you to be really quiet in there because you need to hear the show and it's, it's part of the magic, right? and the kid was just unruly and he he wanted to touch his lightsaber but but the sabers had to be you know in their on their you know stands or in the section that they get activated in but this cast member like the moment the kid made a noise she was down there with him so super caring trying to get his attention off of what he wanted so everybody else could enjoy the experience and i just can't you know, not a knock on the kid or, or the parent. you know, you're at Disney World. This, this shit's going to happen. And it was the middle of the day. He was probably hungry or something. Um, and just that cast member just to go above and beyond just to keep the magic the way it was. It's like that's the kind of shit that makes you like remind you of the great things Disney does. And it's the cast members that are the magic. And I know Disney says a lot, but as a guest, as an AP, and I know Kyle will agree with me because we both had great experience with cast members. It's just you guys are the ones that go above and beyond for us. So I can't thank you enough. And and if I ever get to see that cast member again, I, I remember what she looked like. And if I'm ever in Savi's again, I'm, I'm going to compliment the hell out of her for that. You know, particularly in just doing a great job always. So thank you cast members. You guys really you made the 50th special and what's going to happen beyond that. You know, that's 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 all you guys. So um, but finally, we get to the point on the lightsaber that it's time to activate it. So Kembe gets us back and says the gatherers are going to grab your lightsabers and basically put in like this activation port for you. So this whole time, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how are we going to get the blades on these hilts? Because because they're just hilts at this time. And the, and the awesome thing about it is if you were to hit the switch without a blade in it, it just makes like a sound like it's trying to activate, but it's, it can't activate, um, and it can't like push your blade out. So they're like, oh, we have to activate it. We have to activate it, you know, during like this special ceremony, um, which is essentially what they're doing. So the gatherers take the hilts for each of their section. There was like four gatherers for like every three people or whatever. They take it and they stick it into like this, this like, um, hole, I guess, kind of like this open port to the right of you. Um, and then your, your switch is facing up and you're basically, everyone's told to put their hands on the hilt and, you know, and wait and not to activate it until Kembe basically gives you the, the thumbs up. And, you know, so he does his thing and he and he, he gives the thumbs up to activate it and boom, um, everybody activates it at the same time. And then what you see is surrounding the table is depending on the kyber crystal you picked, you know, everybody's like this, this long and the blades, um, this is long, like open, like, how could I explain it? Like clear glass area on the table just lights up with your color, like the blade lights up. And then the top of the actual case, like that, your saber and blade are in opens up and you can lift and he just instructs everybody to lift their lightsabers up high in, in the air and like everybody's colors that they picked around them were on. And it just was illuminating of everybody's saber colors together. And it was just like one of the, and I had, I I couldn't believe. And I think I told Courtney, I told somebody after the the show, I just, and beyond floored like I got, I got emotional. Like when, like during this, like I, I didn't think I would like, I couldn't believe Disney authentically made me emotional for uh, making my own lightsaber hilt at, at at walt disney world and star wars that's like of all things you you know you almost expect happily ever after in the fireworks shows to make you cry you know you expect seeing the castle for the first time walking down main street after it's been a while to get a little emotional maybe you you know yeah go ahead
1: well the, i just wanted to comment and say well that's what it's all about so whether you're you know, six years old or or 66 years old, you never should lose your inner child. And this is, you know, again, what grounds people in reality and keeps them getting out of bed in the morning. You know, that's what life's about. I mean, I love that Disney is so good at at doing those experiences. Like, you talked to me about the fireworks show that I never saw until I went with you guys. I didn't realize how spectacular that was, how you know, kind of how it gets you on the fields and you just have the nostalgia of you know, your childhood and growing up and stuff like that. So it's really amazing. And I, I definitely felt that a lot with Disney. I felt that when I was in, uh, you know, Harry Potter World, I remember when I was on the Escape from Gringotts, ride. Right? I just thought that was so brilliantly done. Like, it definitely got me in all the fields just being there. So, but yeah, that's that's really what it's all about. And it's awesome that they have that experience. Yeah, man,
0: it's it's incredible. So you, you you basically take your lightsaber out, you you put it up, and I oh I also forgot to mention Yoda. Um, his Force spirit comes over the, like like the like the the room and talks to you right before you you activate your saber. So it's 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 so cool. Um, so everybody activates their saber, and then you basically then you basically turn it off, and it 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 ends the the show, it ends the ceremony. So as you're leaving, they give you a bag to put your saber in. you put it in blade first and, but you're done with Savi's and and you're out of there. And um, as soon as I got home, I just wanted to, like I, I have all the Kyber crystal colors that you're allowed to buy from Doc Ondors. So I took my blue one out of there. I put the purple one in, saw the blade purple. I took it out of there, put the gold one in, saw the blade gold. Like I did the same thing with red and green. It's so fucking cool, man. Like, like I can't wait to just show you and and let you fuck around with it. Like the fact that you could change the the color of your like of your lightsaber blade, it just blows my mind. And and I know it's been around for a while. It's but but being to experience it for the first time, you know, being a local and being a Star Wars nerd, that shit is just that shit means a lot. So Disney knocked it out of the park with Savis.
1: What did I ask in regards to lightsabers? When are they going to come out with the extending ones? Where they actually like extend out of you know, the, the hilt part of it.
0: Good segue, sir, because we saw that a promo for that, um, for the opening of the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, the hotel. So it sounds like, yeah. So it sounds like they're going to be using those in shows for the Galactic Star Cruiser. And again, like, you know, Disney's going to eventually sell these. I don't think they're going to sell them right from the get go. I don't, but, They've got to sell them eventually, right? I mean, this thing is like
1: next level. <laughs> like people, people are going to pay a lot of money for this. Uh, and I was just going to ask, like, how much do you think Disney's going to price those out to be? Oh boy! I'm going to um, say, say, I'm going to ballpark it at four hundred. I was going to say three, four hundred, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I'm basing this on. Their current Galaxy's Edge Legacy collection is based on, but they don't do the same thing like this lightsaber would do. Uh, So if you double it, you're around 280, let's say so close to 300. I think they're going to add some to that. So I I think you're, you know, when I rationally think about it, Kyle, I think you're about right. Anywhere from the 350 to four range. Wouldn't be shocked with $500. Would not be shocked.
1: Do you think like a PlayStation Five is like you know five hundred bucks for you know four or five hundred bucks? I mean, this would make sense. I mean, you know, Disney's got to make back you know all the time that was missed from you know the the you know turd virus. So, Uh
0: yeah, that's right. They are the they are. I mean, uh, at
1: least I want they are. I want a shit saber now. That's I, I, I just want to like. I want to surprise people. Just like people, I whip it out, whip out the white lightsaber. People think they're gonna see something awesome, and they just see like a turd.
0: Or <laughs> somebody pisses you off enough, you just pull out a, your your shit saber and whack them in the face, and now they have shit on their face. That'd be so much yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. it doesn't cut through anything, but it just makes people really, really upset. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like screw you, shit saber go. Oh my god. That would be hilarious. Um, But yeah, Galactic Star Cruiser. So on the 30th, the day before the 1st, it was part of like these crazy media events. Um, They announced that the Galactic Star Cruiser will be launching March 1st of 2021. That is not that far away. (laughs) My God, that's not far away. So we've got all of October, November, December, January, February. So that's five months, five months until the Galactic Star Cruiser opens. That's fucking crazy. Um, General population booking. And I say, like, everybody can start booking on 10-28, October 28th, so about a month out. But the same day, I got an email, um, since I'm an annual pass holder, indicating that we'd be allowed a much earlier window to book um, for the dates of 3-1 through, or I think it was March 4th. Yeah, it was March 4th through, or no, yeah, March 1st through May the 4th. So, they they let us book it basically through May the fourth. Um, any select dates uh, ah, next week? F- like, yeah, right, right. Isn't that crazy? But we're we're allowed that window. We are allowed to believe that opens for APS on October the seventh, and it goes from like the seventh to the ninth. So that is next week, um, and that is crazy. And I have to figure out my plan on how I'm doing Galactic Star Cruiser. So. Um, Brad, I know you're listening. Evan, I know you're listening. Let's figure that out soon.
1: Which bank are you going to rob to pay for this?
0: Uh, Probably uh, Bank of America. There's one right down the street from my house. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But would never rob a bank. But yeah, this is going to be expensive. Um, I'm hoping that they let you put down, like, only a certain amount like like they let you put down two hundred dollars if you book a resort stay i was hoping it'd be the same thing for galactic star cruiser because yeah anywhere yeah. from ten seven.
1: I, you know i could just imagine like a lot of people are really gonna want to see that and i get i get the appeal of it but you can't deprive people of that it's like You you dang you're dangling something really, really awesome in somebody's face, but like most most people can't really afford that, you know. I mean, individually you could afford that. I mean it's it's you know, it's kinda like seeing Metallica backstage, you do it once and you pay a shit ton for it. But right if you have a family and you're not like in the one percent category, I I don't know how you like justify that without selling a lung. Most people can't, especially right now, you know, like with COVID and everything, and I don't know. Just make a
0: spectacular point, and it's it's something I try not to think about, right? Because it's an experience that I want to spend my hard-earned money on. But it's like you think about it too, um, yeah. And it's it's not like I don't want anybody to think like I can go tomorrow and drop the money that they're asking for this thing and be comfortable. Good, good lord, no you know, this would have to be, this would be planned. That's why I'm hoping they allow for a small down payment and then give me that four to five months to, um, you know, pay this shit off. Um, or, or whenever I end up booking for it, but, um, you know, easily and not without having to put it on a credit card and carry, but just being responsible. Right. But, but you're right, Kyle, it's, it's like you, you, and I try not to think of those things, right. It makes you feel bad. It's like, you know, you put it out there, but like not everybody will get to experience it at least at first. Um, because of the way things cost and you know inflation's a real thing it happens you know companies employers people are left with their hands tied having to raise prices for certain things and a lot of people get on disney world's ass about raising prices when they don't need to raise prices or asking for money from things like genie plus and fast well not fast pass plus but like genie plus and lightning lane and it's like it's a it's like you get into the park and the Base ticket that you pay for should be able to get you on everything, and I agree with that 110. percent Disney's not a not a you know a stranger to doing things where like the pay per ride. That's kind of it's basically that. Look at the e-ticket attractions. You know, it's basically Disneyland opened. But um, and I get everybody's complaint and strife about all of that. I do. Um, So this will be interesting. Um, Obviously, it's going to be heavily. Heavily anticipated. Hopefully, everybody gets a chance to see it eventually. Um, I don't know how you how you combat that, really, or or how you combat the how are the families of four going to be able to do something like this? And I think the answer is they just don't. They they just don't, Um, unless this is something you save several years for. And obviously, this is going to be around for a while. And it's a new immersive experience, right? That's going to take you basically make it feels like you're on a cruise in space with your favorite Star Wars characters. So oh, I'm going to do it, obviously, because it's I can't not do it. It's Star Wars. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, full review to come. But um, you make a great point there, Kyle. I can't I can't disagree with that.
1: Yeah. and um, You know, I was going to mention earlier, too, that and we didn't talk about this, but with the 50th anniversary, they released those new magic bands, which look phenomenal.
0: Yeah. The magic band plus like that that's just going to be crazy now i haven't looked into it too too much but so we you know if you're unfamiliar familiar with um the magic bands at disney world they basically act as like your ticket it can act as like your credit card act as like your key to your hotel room and they call the magic band you know for a reason specifically um, because it can do all of those things and it gets you into the park Um, it verifies your fast pass reservations and all that good stuff. You know, any cast member, if you ever need help with anything or you go to guest relations, they're more than likely going to scan your magic band. And it's like a wristwatch that you wear. Um, so they just announced magic, magic band plus to what Kyle was, excuse me, mentioning. It's going to be crazy innovative. Um, they're going to have different designs. They released a few of them already. Um, but you'll get to, you know, play like a bounty hunter in, in uh, galaxy's edge Uh, And finding like virtual bounties throughout Black Spire Outpost. So it's like, it's going to be like an an interactive magic band. Like you go up to certain things in Galaxy's Edge, and that, I don't know, maybe statue or area does something specific, like probably similar to, um, you mentioned Universal. If you're in Hogwarts, or if you're in Hogsmeade and you've got a wand and you wave it at, you know, the fountain, the fountain goes off, you know, crazy stuff like that. Um you'll get to interact with all the Disney Fab fifty character collections um, and those are the statues that are throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. So have you seen any of those gold
1: golden sculptures yet, Kyle? I have, but you know before we talk about those, I wanted to ask like, you know what would be cool is you know some magic bands, like the one that I just got, are pretty amazing. and like I wouldn't want to like give that up, you know to like you know for one of the new ones, but I wonder if you you'll be able to like pop out the center of like you know in the new Magic Bands and be able to like fit them in like in like an older one.
0: That would I think that would be really cool. That's a great question. Just looking at the pictures that they've released, and I'm looking at one right now. I'm thinking no.
1: Yeah, Uh, because you know it's like. Some magic bands are real expensive. Like you get a limited edition one, and like you're gonna want to wear that, you know. And it's not like you're gonna. And I don't know what these are gonna cost. I assume they're probably not gonna be cheap. But, um, you know, I get the appeal of it. But it looks really awesome. But I just, I feel like you know that would be even cooler if you could like you know take the center out and put it in, you know, an existing one. Mm Hmm. That would be
0: freaking awesome. Um. But I agree. I I don't think um it's going to just because of how immersive this thing's going to be it, it might have to stick with the band that it comes with um and the two that i've seen that disney officially released one's an epcot one that's actually pretty fucking cool and one's just like this it's iridescent it's it's got like the navy blue of the 50th celebration color with uh the silhouette of walt and mickey actually that one damn that one's good they're 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 both awesome you just um you're you're uh you just got yourself a limited edition Magic Band not that long ago, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a Indiana Jones one, and they have they never have anything Indiana Jones at the parks. It's like extremely rare. Like they have like that corner, it's like a like hole in the wall shop at the outside of the Epic Stunt Spectacular. Um, I know it's better at Disneyland because they have the whole Indiana Jones ride, and then they have the like the whole shop, which is like my favorite shop ever. But yeah, they they you know it's like it's also the similar with like Winnie the pooh and I don't know if you've ever noticed this but they have very limited uh Winnie the pooh merchandise there and it at Disney world and I remember talking with a cast member uh last time and and she she was telling me that you know it's something to do with the licensing or or you know the estate whoever owns it that you know they, they can only have so much merchandise there and I'm like that's Disney needs to get their fucking shit together with their characters and their franchises, like, for fuck's sake, you know? Wow. I didn't know that
0: with, with Winnie the Pooh, um, specifically. Yeah. Um, like,
1: when you go there next, just, like, look around. You you won't see a lot of Winnie the Pooh. Like, you really won't. And oh, I'm a huge fan of Winnie the Pooh. Like, we, we both noticed this when we were there last, that, like, there's it's very limited.
0: Well... The, the speaking of those golden statues um, and the Winnie the Pooh merch specifically, we're going to have to and especially if you if you want to bring home a souvenir for like your parents and your mom specifically, uh, you look into uh, there is a Winnie the Pooh store right next to the Winnie the Pooh dark ride at the, at the Magic Kingdom. I was looking right at it in queue online right. for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train the other day. Are you saying that that shop doesn't have too much in there, correct?
1: It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, it has a few stuffed animals, but like, it's really, uh, like scarce. Mm, That's surprising. It really is. Yeah. It's, you know, in Indiana Jones, too, it's like, here you have like a huge kind of franchise from like a cult classic, but you have very little, if anything. Like, the Indiana Jones store in Hollywood Studios has like a couple shirts, some action figures, and maybe like a, you know, couple other like trinkets and stuff like that but that's it like you don't find anything in any other shop anywhere I mean, i think i saw one of those funko pop uh you, you know figurines of indie like in a store at disney springs but it was like a big 40 hour one oh but that's wow. there's there's no there's no pins there's yeah i would charge anybody with uh trying to find indiana jones merchandise there Oh, so, I
0: know. There's one of one of the stores, and I, I I might have sent you a picture of this when I was in Hollywood Studios la- uh, a couple times ago. But there's a the, the store you uh, on the left, and I'm bad with the name of it. Um, when you walk right in, uh, well, it's, no, it's Traders,
1: Trader's Outpost or something like that.
0: Oh, the store you're thinking of, the one that's next to the stage show, has not been open <laughs> in a long time. The, so. That-
1: I thought we. Were, you know what? It wasn't open there when we were there, and I was really pissed about that. and I'm like, "What the fuck?" It's but not open
0: what, now. It's not open now.
1: But in 2019, when we went pre-COVID, yeah. was it was open. But I just remember like there was nothing in there.
0: There's a there's there's a tiny section of it's it's the, it's the Star Wars and it's the Marvel store on Hollywood's in Hollywood Studios, off to the left. It's the second store on the left. Um, they have like when when you walk in. They have, like, Marvel stuff, like, that's where I saw the What If shirt, and then there's Star Wars stuff, and then you walk into the back and to the left, like, it, if you were walking through to head towards uh, Echo Lake and Gertie, if you wanted to head towards Galaxy's Edge or the stunt show, if it was open, on the left-hand side right there is a little section of indie. Um It's got, like, the 40th anniversary for, um, oh, my God, why is, what's, what's the real popular Indiana Jones movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. I, I think it might be Raiders like anniversary, wasn't it? It was it Raiders fortieth recently, like fortieth anniversary.
1: Yeah, in 2018, because it came out in 1970. Or no, 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 I was that's Halloween. Uh, I think it was 1981 that came out. So yeah, it's 40 year old film. Okay, so it's so it's
0: 40 years today, uh, or this this year rather. Awesome. Yep. So yeah, they've got fortieth um, merch over there. In that section, but I'm I'm willing to bet once Indy 5 comes out, they're going to promote it heavily, and there's going to be a decent amount of merch in the parks when that comes out. Because because you're right, they they can't not capitalize on a franchise like that starring you know Harrison Ford and and something that could that is equivalent to the type of nerdum n- and fanboy reactions like uh, Star Wars gets or like the MCU
1: gets. I think they just resumed production on on Indy Five because they there was rumors that they uh, they spotted Harrison Ford on set again. It's been three months, you know, and I feel like he's when you're older you don't heal as fast. Fuck, I I fucked myself up last year and I still haven't fully healed. So um, who the hell knows? But I, I you know I'm, I'm sure he's got like the best doctors and physical therapist and, and whatnot you know work, you know working on him and whatever so but that's you know it's good to hear that that's up and going because I, I really want to see one more i feel like we need one more and i don't care what anybody uh, else says
0: yeah i will definitely if you're not in disney world when like that all that shit drops i'll be sure to keep you up to date and grab you anything that you need and, and hold on to it so but, you oh know, yeah it'll it'll i i'm telling you I'm. i, I really believe that that shit'll blow up when Indy 5 comes out. But um, yeah, I'll 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 show you the little corner when you come out in Hollywood Studios with with the um, Indiana Jones merch. But um, and then I, I think there's I showed you once they had like a little in the middle of World of Disney at Disneyland. They had all the same merch. So he's there. He's still there, um, but not as much. But wait for Indy 5. I'm telling you. So, but yeah, Galactic Star Cruiser's coming on th- uh, March 1st. Uh, they also made mention of a ride that I'm very much looking forward to, and that's been under construction for what God feels like 20 years. But Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is opening it officially next year at Epcot. Like, we are given a confirmed 2022. We don't have the exact date. We speculated on Jedi Talk probably the 1st of October next year because people a lot of people forget Epcot also opened on... Uh, October 1st, and this past October 1st was Epcot's 39th birthday. Next year, it'll be Epcot's 40th. We're thinking that for the 40th birthday of Epcot, which will be the 51st birthday of Disney World, technically, why not? And just like they did with Remy. You know, Remy's Ratatouille adventure opened two days ago officially. So they would do the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, make it, make it an event on October 1st again for the 40th of Epcot. Uh, I'd be surprised if they open it earlier, but I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be surprised uh, and I'd be happy. Um, But I'm really much looking forward to Cosmic Rewind. You know, we've seen a little bit about it. Um, If you watched um, any of the ABC Disney special on Friday night on the first, uh, which I believe might be on Disney Plus too, but Courtney and I just happened to be home by then. So it was on and we watched it. Um, They, they give a little bit of, of a little footage of it and they, keep going on that immersive and innovative like car that does a three sixty spin on like a roller coaster track. And apparently we're gonna see a lot of Xandar. Um and James Gunn, I follow him on Instagram. He's been he's posted the past couple of days. He posted about the Cosmic Rewind opening twenty twenty two and then he showed the Groot Rocket statue at Epcot. Uh he must have been up he he might have been there for the fiftieth, but it sounds like he's writing or directing or producing. He's doing something for Cosmic Rewind. So um, we're close, man. Are you excited for this one?
1: Hell yeah! I and I feel like Epcot could do really well by expanding, you know, it with you know a few more rides and the, you know, the the new um, restaurant that they have there, and I think maybe it was Brad talked about it or something like that, or maybe I saw it on in his Instagram. It. Looks phenomenal. I forget, yep. I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's space, like something.
0: Uh, space 220. It's right outside of Mission Space in Epcot.
1: But it's like you like you have the simulation of going up into space, and then like the whole restaurant. It has like open windows, but the windows you see outside of like it looks like you're um, looking out into space, which is such a cool concept, and you know, truly amazing and I, I would love to eat there. I mean, I think that would be really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, both Evan and Brad have eaten there already. Um, Brad went walk up. He was the last part, him and him and Hollywood last party to get in there. Evan went, did he go opening day? He did go opening day and he, he gave his story on the last episode of Jedi talk t- kind of towards the end, but, um, and I won't spoil anything, but he waited a long time. Um, sounds like him and Brad had different experiences, but, uh, Yeah, it's I'm right there with you. I want to get into every now and again. I wake up early to try to get a a reservation um, to space 220. It's just so hard. I'm probably going to have to plan a whole day to just do it walk up style. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Well, what did Brad say? I mean, about the food. Is the food good there? I mean, well, I probably didn't need to ask that, but.
0: Oh, he yeah he he loved it um and he made mention of the dessert too he's not a big sweets guy but he he adored everything about it and there were there were a few things I think he said he would have preferred um and uh, I think it would have had to do with like the the elevator part in the beginning um, even though it was still all cool um and he he overall he, he highly recommends it and and he wants to go back yeah he wants to go back so um, I can't wait
1: yeah, it sounds like a really cool experience.
0: Yep, and it's it's continuing as the transformation of Epcot's underway. Epcot debuted several new la- or the the names of their new areas like um World Nature, the World Showcase, like Discovery and I can't remember the other one. Um but anyway, but Epcot is continuing to over uh go through their transformation. I mean, Club Cool reopened. Um And I'll never forget the time I tricked Kyle into trying Beverly and the reaction on his face. That was a lot of fun. Do you remember that?
1: You tricked me into what?
0: Um, We were in that uh, Club Cool at Epcot. And that's the place where you can try different sodas from around the world. And I I made you try Beverly. I think it's from France. It's basically a palate cleanser, and it tastes like ass.
1: I don't remember that, but I'm glad that I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it's, tastes horrible, but um, anyway, uh, Beverly still exists. The, the the new merch shop that replaced Mouse Gear, Creations, has opened. Uh, I've heard some good things uh, and some bad things about Creations, but it's a gift shop, so um, they got some items there for Epcot that look good that I might want to snag. But Cosmic Rewind opening 2022, um, and the rest of Epcot, we had Remy open, and the rest of Epcot gets transformed. Um, so moving along.
1: Have you um, been to uh, Remy yet? No, anyway. no,
0: I will experience Remy this Saturday. Um, as we are going to Epcot, I
1: did. Did Brad or Evan go there? Brad,
0: uh, both of them did. Uh, Brad liked it, Evan didn't. Uh, Brad has a video out on it if you want to be spoiled by it.
1: Wow, I think I already watched a video of it, like, but that's the one at um, what is it in Paris, Disney? It's somewhere uh, yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember, like, you know, when I get bored at work, I just like YouTube, like other Disney parks and, you know, kind of look at their rides. So it's kind of cool to see across the pond what they're doing and how Disney's kind of shaped it around the culture of, uh, you know, whatever city it's in. But hell, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of jealous. I think it. I don't know if it was like. Hong Kong or or Paris Disney, somebody's got like a like an updated Pirates of the Caribbean ride and it just looks fucking amazing. So
0: Uh, I think it might be Shanghai's Pirates, Shanghai Disney.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right. It's probably one of the newer parks because like there was like they had screens in there and it's kind of like what you saw in like Universal. I think maybe like, you know, uh, like on the King Kong ride where you have the two screens and then whatever happens in the screen, do you like feel the vibrations and shit like that? So it's really cool.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I've, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of that and especially specials when they've gone over it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy updated and it looks, it looks spectacular. Um But yeah, you've, you've probably seen the Remy version from, from France, um, but now it's in France at Epcot. So we, d- we get to experience that and, um, Kind of sticking with Disney and the Marvel side of things, Um, what also released and what we were very much looking forward to over the weekend, but it feels like I haven't seen too much of it because I haven't looked for it uh, on Venom. Let there be carnage. So Venom 2 released on October 1st. Um, So this movie was pushed back. Then it was pushed back again and then they moved it up. Um, And I'm thrilled with this news, but it opened big at the box office. Sony has reported that Ven- the Venom sequel will open with a 71.3 million earned over its first 3 days at the box office. And this is information I got yesterday. So these these numbers could be will be updated today and and probably continue to grow. And this includes 37.3 million from its opening day alone. It's the second highest of the pandemic. Other analysts pr- uh, actually project the film may may open higher with upwards of 80 million. So this is spectacular news again for comic book movies and the life of comic book movies in the midst of returning to movie theaters in a pandemic. So Sony also went with the plan of not putting this on any streaming devices. I don't know which one Sony would put it on, but anyway, they didn't put it on a streaming device or make it available for like pay for pay for like pay-per-view, I guess you could talk about it, but this is theaters only and it's doing really well. Um, I've heard and a lot of people talking about the, the extra credit scene i haven't seen it i came real close to spoiling myself yesterday but i talked myself out of it because i really want to see this movie because i love venom i love carnage and spider-man's my favorite marvel superhero and i know spider-man isn't uh, in this movie or he's he's not part of this universe yet um i still want to see it and i'm still very much interested in it so kyle i believe you told me before when are you seeing this movie again? I'm seeing it tonight. Ooh, man. Can't wait to get your thoughts. And I will do my best to see it before we can uh, convene for our next fourth Mother Box. So hopefully we can talk about it. So are you stoked? Where's your where's your hype
1: level at? I'm excited. I, I think the first one, you know, wasn't bad. And um, I just didn't think it was like, you know, anything that it was like super spectacular. It was a good film. It was decent. You know, I would put it on par with. You know, like some of the you know kind of flavor of the week barbel movies that come out. I mean, it just um, it was you know yeah it was it was good. So I, I look forward to this. I love Carnage. I think it's good to see him on the screen. I, I don't think we're gonna get it's gonna see him at the capacity that maybe some of the comic books have showed us. But nevertheless, I mean, Woody Harrelson is a great actor. I think he's gonna do really well. I. I'm really interested in the post credit scene. I think that's probably the thing that I'm looking forward to most because there's so much happening in the world of Marvel and Spider-Man. And I just wonder, is it going to connect into that? Or are we going to see some of these other, you know, uh, Spider-Man rogues gallery of villains like that they announced uh, movies of like Morbius and Kraven the Hunter? Are we going to see something like that? I mean, we got a trailer for Morbius. I don't even remember when that's supposed to come out because it just got somewhere lost in the shuffle of, you know, the COVID movies being delayed and shit like that. But um, my bet, if it's not something Spider-Man-y related, it might be something Morbius related.
0: Ooh, okay. But I think I think they're going to complete. I I think and this is my bold guess. I think they're going to completely jump the shark, well, not not jump the shark, but they're going to take a bold move here and they're going to somehow connect this to the MCU. I don't know how, but they're
1: somehow going to connect Venom to the MCU. But I don't, I mean, I feel like that's, that's not a, like an end credit scene thing to do though. I, You know what I mean? I feel like this, that's got to be like a big grand, you know, really? scene that's in a film. I don't know. I just feel like uh, maybe there could be a tease of it or something like that. I just feel like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to give us a lot of answers about the future of Marvel and, and, you know, what's kind of going on with these other films that exist on the outskirts of the MCU. So I think that and then obviously Doctor Strange, the multiverse madness.
0: There's going to be something big in Venom, too. I feel like that's going to get a lot of people if they're not already. And again, I've been avoiding this on purpose. I feel like it's going to get them talking and gonna get a lot of people up in arms I don't know I just have this feeling and I could I could be completely wrong like I said the movie's been on for two days and I could be talking out of my ass like I don't know anything but we'll see man I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it
1: well let's see like I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now and and of course it's it's got a Rotten Tomato meter by the critics but the audience score is really good but the thing that kind of like I was bummed I just bought tickets like you know before the podcast and it's the movie is like only an hour and 26 minutes, which is kind of a bummer because, you know, that doesn't completely feel like a full movie to me. I don't know. I think like at least around two hours because, you know, it's like some movies are like, what was Endgame like close to three hours? But like, yeah. maybe that's, lot, but like at least two hours is, you know, is worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I get that. That does seem like a shorter movie. And, um, We'll see. Uh, hopefully don't cram too much into it. I mean, with a villain or a character like Carnage, um, God, I hope it's not the last we see of Carnage. Right. That would almost feel like a Spider-Man three level waste of a villain in Venom. So um, but I have, did I have hope.
1: See, did you see uh, that Topher Grace trolled everybody and said that he, he put out a tweet and he said that he was in Spider-Man three
0: yeah that was that was spectacular it was it was like a reddit post that he replied to and it was um he he gave like this elaborate story about um how he was in no way home it's it's pretty good go if you haven't looked it up go 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 check it out just google uh topher Grace, spider-man three reddit and it's his message comes up it's it's actually hilarious funny shit um but kyle's going to see venom too so he'll he'll give his reaction on that um, And let's let's talk about D.C. real quick is um, right before the podcast started, I caught attention of this news. Right. And I posted it in our fourth Motherbox
1: podcast well, group. And um, yeah, go before we go to D.C., shouldn't we talk about what if this week? Because I feel like that was a huge episode. Yeah, we can actually talk about what if first
0: to kind of close up Marvel um, instead of jumping around to it. So let's let's talk what if and Kyle, give us some. You know, I think you watched What If before I did, but I'm blown away again. Um, and I, we both, at least I, hated last week's episode, and I made sure uh, make, to make mention of it. But to me, What If you redeemed yourself. So give us give us a quick breakdown of what happened. Well, let me
1: just. You know, start by reflecting on the whole series in general. Like, here you're seeing real consequences. Like, you're seeing some dark stuff. Like, I love it. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of a more DC tone, which is, you know, probably why I like it so much. Uh, with the exception of a few episodes, of course. But in this episode, you know, it talks about Ultron coming into power. And he gets the Infinity Stones. And he just destroys fucking everything. He kills everybody. And the last, you know, two that are left are Black Widow and Hawkeye. Uh, and then, you know, I just, what, what I read about this afterwards when I was, is that this this episode in particular is, you know, going to mean very interesting things for the future of Marvel because, the, you know, it explores the multiverse. And I just wonder, you know, I think the last episode, because next week is the last episode of this of this uh, season. And I feel like with last week's episode, this is going to be huge. So I wonder if they're going to tie everything that we've seen together, like, because I would assume each of these episodes were like a different multiverse. So yes. and being that Ultron was going throughout each multiverses and, and destroying it because he figured it out. I wonder if it's going to tie everything together, which would be really cool to see. I don't know how they're going to do that. But it was cool to see that, you know, they are connected because you saw, you know, the demon Doctor Strange in, in this episode.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's going in the ending specifically. I didn't even think about it until the Watcher found himself back with. Um, and I think his official name might be Doctor Strange Supreme or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I think it's like Doctor S- yeah, it's Doctor Strange Supreme. He's like the uh ah, I could be wrong. Anyways, he's, he's like he's like the evil or you can call it the the demon Doctor Strange that basically sheltered himself at the end of his episode, which was still my favorite what if episode thus far. I think it was the fourth iteration of the series. Um but this this last one man got you real thinking and it, it got me a little on edge too because you thought the watcher was just this untouchable, he saw everything but he couldn't intervene and he still didn't intervene with Hawkeye and Black Widow. Um and you know at first I thought it was weird that it was left up to those two to kind of try to save the world because they're severely overpowered by um Ultron, you know, Invision with the infinity stones. Um,
1: yeah and- it was really surprising.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I just I was a little uncomfortable with how uh, quickly Thanos died in that episode. It kind of bothered me because I like Thanos a lot. And I'm like, here's this huge, badass Titan um, who, you know, brought the world to their knees and eliminated half the population of the universe and then just turned turned. He was essentially just cut right down the middle in in, in half by Ultron. And that's how Ultron got the Infinity Stones because he already had the Mind Stone. Because um, he, he he inhabited Vision. But anyway, long story short, um, this episode really redeemed itself. They set up the series finale, or the season finale excellently, because there will be a season two. And it makes me think, especially with that ending, it's like, how much of this is tying into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, let alone tying into Spider-Man No Way Home, which we're going to get next. Um, that'll be like the bit, you know, we're going to get the Eternals before that. Um, but there's a lot going on there's there's a lot of good stuff going on with 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 marvel's multiverse and i think it's gonna bring it's gonna have something to do with bringing these characters together man what if what if fucking tom hardy's venom shows up in next week's episode of what if
1: i doubt it i mean they had some really cool opportunities to to do some cool stuff here I, i mean i'm not i'm i'm not gonna like you know totally rule out but i i just don't think so i mean i would love to have seen like a deadpool cameo or a hugh jackman cameo or you know anybody like worth noting like they would be anybody that we haven't seen in this mcu that would be really really cool but i i just don't see it happening i mean I, i'm really interested though i think that the finale of this this season is going to be something special so i hope they deliver It will be. Um, There was a lot of great parallels in this
0: episode. We all remember how uh, Black Widow died in Endgame. She sacrificed her her Hawkeye by way of her sacrificing herself, lost someone he loved to get the Soul Stone. Um, And the same thing eventually kind of happened in this episode. Hawkeye sacrificed himself for the greater good of the world to stop the Ultron bots that were chasing them and 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 being completely menacing and stopping you know you know their their plan of how to take Ultron down um he 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 died the same way and he basically turning around and blowing them up and it was just so freaking cool um because he finally got what he wanted ultimately all along was to sacrifice himself for black widow and vice versa but um i i thought that part was pretty cool do you remember that one
1: yeah yeah so so what do you speculate about like the the uh, final episode?
0: Oh fuck. Um I think it's going to be connected again to like I mentioned Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. He's going to I think the Watcher's going to ha- going to have maybe some sort of role in that in that flick and I might be going to to into it and above and beyond, but the Watcher I feel like is coming to him to help. He's coming to him to help him save the basically the multiverses. Like the multiverse. Save all these universes. He's the only one that can do it. You know, he's been trapped in this crystal bubble to sit with his own sin and sit in his own prison for the rest of his life, but um, the Watcher didn't have anything, or he basically didn't know what to do. Um, I think the last episode of What If will tie some things up so we're not left with a huge cliffhanger, um, but at the same time, we will be—it's—it's it, going to set up either Spider-Man No Way Home or Doctor Strange What If, or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, just because of the multiverse, you know, theme to all of those movies and, and TV shows. Uh, I never thought that the Watcher would necessarily get involved in anything. I thought he was just going to seriously be a narrator, and we were going to see different stories, in different branched timelines. But man, we'll see. We will see. I'm looking forward to it, though, for, you know, Marvel's got me intrigued, and I'm not I'm not shitting on that, on what's coming from that side,
1: at least. Yeah, we'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly have a lot to talk about next week, I'm sure.
0: Hell yeah, we are, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, the closer we get to DC fandom, which is uh, less than two weeks away, and the closer we get to the Flash movie, so this is DC's version of the multiverse, right? They're doing the Flash movie, which is going to be loosely... Based on the Flashpoint paradox. So Andy Muschietti. And this is huge. Um, stated that the Flash movie presents a story. That implies a unified universe. Where all the cinematic iterations. We've seen before are valid. All that you've seen exists. And all that you will see exists. In the same unified multiverse. Wow. For DC. For fucking DC. Okay. We're talking movies like the joker the dark knight rises the dark knight you know batman begins we're talking about batman batman returns um, we're talking about batman versus superman we're talking about fuck probably even the 60s adam west batman we're 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 talking about um you know different iterations of these iconic characters that we've received um, henry cavill superman you know christopher reeve's superman all of the iterations we've seen exist in one place for DC. And it's crazy because to us, it's always been separate. And Kyle, I'm going to let you, you know, take the ball and roll it it here. But you had asked a question on this in our group um, specifically, and I'll let you kind of talk on that. So go ahead.
1: I wonder if we're going to see Christian Bale Batman at all.
0: Got to, we've got to at this point. I mean, how do you let? I mean, how do you let a opportunity like that let you slip by? Right. I mean, Christian Bale made it clear because he's in the next door movie that he's okay with taking a comic book role again. I don't care what he says. He may say he never want to do Batman again, but Warner Brothers is going to approach you for to do a cameo for like even if it's fucking a minute. Like,
1: I feel like I feel like he would do it strictly because. When I read about, you know, that they were casting, you know, a new Batman, I remember reading his reaction to that, where he said that, you know, when he heard that, he just kind of like, really, he talked about like sitting and staring for like an hour, you know, in reflection after that. So, I I think, you know, if we look back, you know, at some of these um, actors' careers, I mean, a lot of these... Movies really defined their careers. Like nobody knew who Christian Bale was before he was cast in Batman Begins. I mean, I I knew who he was because I I remember just watching him in a movie called Equilibrium, but uh, in American Psycho, of course, which was amazing. But nobody really kind of knew who he, who he was. Now he's a household name, and you could probably say the same for a lot of other MCU characters and like any other superheroes for that matter. I mean. Chris Hemsworth. Nobody knew who he was. Like, I had no idea who he was. Chris Evans, people might have known, but I feel like he wasn't really as popular or, you know, people really couldn't. I mean, he wasn't a household name. I mean, a lot of these people. And so I just feel like, you know, for nostalgia's sake, I could just see like an actor like really looking back and and maybe even revisiting the character. I mean, that christian bale that's what defined his career he'll he'll never like he'll be able to deny that so i mean even if we didn't get to see him you know suited up and like doing the whole batman thing like he did in in those wonderful movies i i would just say like a cameo would be nice it would be cool you know just if if that's what we can get that's what we can get but i don't know i feel like that the games changed a bit when it comes to superheroes I feel like Marvel and DC are kind of copying each other at the same time and unfortunately Marvel's getting to it first with Spider-Man No Way Home but uh you know with just the multiverse you know kind of thing because there was there was no talk about multiverses uh, anywhere maybe in the first Doctor Strange but I I always kind of was drawn to the Flash and DC's version of the multiverse because I just think that they've done it better. But, you know, Marvel really hasn't done a lot with the multiverse, at least as far as I've seen. Now, I'm not a comic book guy as much. Like, I don't read a lot of comics. I've read Batman and, and, you know, know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so I haven't really seen, like, much from – I mean, obviously animated-wise or movie-wise, we haven't seen it as much.
0: Yeah. And and you can make those parallels. I think, you know, both try to capitalize on the success of the others. And and, you know, they had mentioned the Flash movie for the longest time about it being Flashpoint Paradox and the Flashpoint Paradox has always been around. And I know MCU's multiverse has always been around. You know, the, the X-Men had a big hand in jumping from, you know, timeline to timeline. Um, you know, Days of Future Past would have been a different movie if they actually based it on the full comic um, but they had limitations there. This is before, I believe this is before, you know, Disney owned Fox and all that good stuff, or at least it was really close to it. But there's exciting, there's exciting things for comic book fans along the horizon. You know, DC's going to blow up with the flash movie and, you know, obviously the Batman before that will establish Robert Pattinson's Batman. And, um, even, you know, who knows? And, uh, Mike Hatchett left a comment on our Facebook and asked if it's not Christian Bale, who's going to be the Dark Knight trilogy cameo in this movie? Um, you never know. We can, I mean, can't get the Joker obviously for unfortunate reasons, but um, if it's not Christian Bale, and this is the last question I'll ask it you, to, Kyle, it would have to
1: be. There's, okay. there's else. I mean, was,
0: there's. Let, let's just say, let's just say, if and, and I agree with you, it can't be anybody else. It's, it's got to be him. If it can't be Christian Bale, name somebody else from the Dark Knight trilogy you'd like to see a
1: a cameo from in this movie, in The Flash. I think the only other one that we could potentially see that would make sense would be Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon. Because he's kind of like the central figure outside of Batman here. And I feel like that would make sense. You know, especially because like in the Dark Knight trilogy... Batman is technically quote unquote finished or dead. I mean, as far as we know. Um, well, not dead because we saw him at the end, but in, I mean, you know, at least Batman, you know, the character, the legend, he, he is dead. Uh, we could see Joseph Gordon Levitz, uh, you know. I guess Robin is maybe we could probably say, but I think that would be ch- that would be cheap. Like I wouldn't want that. I would want obviously mean, Christian male. So,
0: yeah, it's it's got to be him. The only other two I could potentially see is maybe, 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 maybe uh, Aaron Eckhart's two face or maybe. And I don't want this, but I could see like a like, oh, shit, we couldn't get Christian Bale. Here's Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle. I, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, They probably won't. Again, I think I I think if I were Warner Brothers and doing things right and they've shown us sometimes they don't. But I would think they're basically like go all in, try to get that bail cameo, and if you can't, just leave it alone. Maybe make mention of that universe, make mention of it somehow. You know that'd be cool if you couldn't get bail, but it, I I would be a very upset DC fan if I find, if I found out like Warner Brothers and you know they didn't at least try to reach out to Bale and and get him to do this because you'd, you'd be missing out on a giant opportunity.
1: Hey, maybe we'll get. Maybe we'll get some, like, ridiculous ones. I would love to see Danny DeVito or, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I think they would be good picks. Um, but, you know, I think it would be kind of ridiculous to see somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> for Price's role as Mr. Freeze. Like, keep cool. I, I don't know. I, I mean, if we're being funny, if they, they just wanted to, like, throw a funny cameo in there, I mean, maybe. but
0: Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see, like... Ezra Miller's flash jumping from timeline to timeline. And then he lands in like Gotham city. And then it's just Schwarzenegger and this freeze get up and he makes like a, he makes a stupid pun and that's it. Uh, You know, that could be some of the levity for the movie. Cause again, this is a comic book movie. So
1: if they did it now, like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was younger and they use him as Mr. Freeze now, that would have still worked really well. I mean, I feel like, Back then, just superhero movies were written, like, real cheesy and, and kind of tacky. At least those were. I mean, I don't even recognize them And uh, as, as true Batman movies. But I feel like, it, well, at least with his accent, I, you know, that, that could have been cool. That could have been a cool iteration. I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the Batman. And I just actually finished Batman Along Halloween because they just added both to... Um, HBO Max, and you know, and can I? You probably haven't seen both of them, right?
0: I haven't, but but go ahead, real quick. Yeah.
1: At the end, they they show you know it's like there's like a showdown between Batman with Catwoman against like Poison Ivy, Scarecrow, Solomon Grundy, the Joker, um, the Penguin, Mad Hatter, and uh, in Two Face, if I didn't say him um because and well and then Carmine Falcone is there so there there's kind of like this showdown at the end and it's funny because they talked about the Batman you know in the ending of this where you get to see like like there's a scene at the end or something like that where you see all the, these villains that sets up a you know uh like a sequel or kind of sets it up for a sequel or they talked something about that I'm just wondering like I wonder, because there's so much influence from the Long Halloween on the, Bat- uh, the Batman, or it's speculated anyway, I wonder if this is going to connect into there somehow. And at least for that scene anyway. And when you watch it, you'll you'll kind of know what I mean. Okay. And if I, if I were to give a quick review of the Long Halloween, I thought it was a really good, well-written story. And I think that it kind of detracted from Batman a lot more than I wished that it did, but it's still kind of like... It was like a, um, a camera on traditional Batman film where there wasn't a lot of fighting and, you know, like true Batman brutality or anything like that. Or, you know what I mean? But you see more of a story like it could have been like a. Uh, it could have been like a movie, you know, kind of like a really uh, deeply written movie, kind of like a Sopranos or you know, like uh, kind of like a movie about it, like a mob. Like it, it was really well written, I would say. So like if you took Batman out of the equation, like it still could have been like a good movie. You know what I mean? So Okay, okay. That's great. So he's different, which yeah. I, I like because it's, you know, I like when they, they try things different. I mean, I think I always kind of prefer, you know, the when Batman is is in his true form, kind of like, you know, the Dark Knight. Returns animated movie, which will always probably be my favorite, because that's truly who Batman is. He's He's a guy who has no superpowers that finds a way and, you know, just out of sheer will and determination overcomes like the most impossible obstacles.
0: Hell to the yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. I can't wait to catch up on Long Halloween and see if I share the sentiments with you. And, and I'll take a look and let you know immediately at, once I catch the end of that. But um, yeah, that about wraps it up, is major news stories. You know, real quick, I'd be remiss if I didn't say in a news release, Warner Brothers reaffirmed that Patty Jenkins will be writing and producing Wonder Woman 3. So it sounds like that's at least in pre production. So I keep saying that we've got, as comic book fans, we're going to. You know, D.C. specifically for us, 2022 is a huge year. You know, we'll get more Wonder Woman 3 news. That's not probably won't come out until the following year. But then again, Patty Jenkins will be busy with Star Wars. Um, You know, Venom sounds like it's opening the doors to things. Guardians 3 is on the way. We have Spider-Man No Way Home at the end of the year. Man, some great things. You know, the Flash movie, uh, great things are coming. And I'm happy to see that with the success of Venom 2 and Shang-Chi, that people are still as invested in this next phase of comic book movies. So because it gives us more to talk about. So um, thank you everybody um, uh, for listening today. Uh, this has been great. I, I, I've had a lot of fun at this episode, particularly talking about the Savvy's experience and talking about Walt Disney world's 50th. You'll you'll hear a lot of, about that out of us, especially with Kyle's visit um, in two weeks you know, we'll give a breakdown of what we did and what we experienced. And I'm sure there'll be some great memories to share and some funny things to, to share on those when he's out here and you'll hear a lot of it because the, the 50th only happens once. So, um, thank you for listening. Follow us at fourth mother box on Instagram and find us on Facebook. Um, we've been, uh, fourth mother box. You guys have been great. Uh, Kyle, any last thoughts, concerns, and give us your words of wisdom to close it out today, sir.
1: I have no other thoughts or anything else to impart, but I have some words of wisdom. So, if you ever find yourself that you want to start moonlighting as a Jedi, and but you don't want to kill people necessarily, you need to go down to Sabi's in Galaxy's Edge and demand that uh, they start allowing people to build a turd saber. And then you build that turd saber and then you really start to upset people by turd sabering them to death not to death but just you know what i mean those those are my words of wisdom you heard when in first doubt in when in doubt pull out the turd saber that's it